Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody and welcome to episode 104 of the Camping Crew Podcast. I'm Aaron Birchall. And I'm Chris Byrne. As always, it's meant to be a fun podcast. We're just enthusiasts and what we discuss on the podcast are just our own personal views, although we do look into a few items that you ask us to look into. If you'd like to support us on the podcast and if you can afford it, you can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash the camping crew. And we want to say a big thank you to Richard H this week, Liam K and Aaron G. Right, we start off with news as always. Sometimes it's good news, sometimes it's bad news, but I think we're getting more and more good news stories like this, Chris. Yeah, it seems, as we said kind of last week and a few weeks before that, some of the councils seem to be kind of getting more and more um, involved in the benefits of um, motorhomes and and that in in towns and villages. So there's an article there on the independent.ie, the gory guardian section uh, of the independent.ie, and the headline was short-term fix sought to avoid summer motorhome chaos from the gory guardian. And as I said, that was the independent. So I'll give you a, a little bit of that, but you can look it up for the full story. So the story went, Wexford County Council has been urged to provide parking for visiting motorhomes this summer, or risk a repeat of the bedlam which occurred in coastal resorts last year. Speaking at the monthly meeting of Gorey Kilmockridge Municipal District, Councillor Mary Farrell said she was already receiving queries from prospective visitors to the county, motorhome owners who hoped a holiday in Wexford this summer. I'm getting a lot of questions about motorhomes and about them not having a safe place to pull in at night in the north of the county, she said. I put this to planning and was told it was very strict guidelines in place that we would have to be have fully certified sites and it's not going to grant permission to any ad hoc sites so there's a lot more to the story kind of toing and throwing of the benefits but look again it's more attention being brought to it i think more and more council now are are starting to realize that the staycation is here for a few years there's lots more camper vans and motorhomes and caravans out and about you know there's potential bonus for all the towns if only they'd listen back to was it episode 102 where the uk were saying about uh, in around the lake district asking shops and pubs and they were kind of being a little bit lenient on planning saying look if you've got a big car park or space why not create short-term pitches for camper vans and motorhomes. Why can't the Irish councils just listen to the likes of that? Yeah, and I reckon probably about half of motorhome and camper van owners use campsites, and I'd say the other half don't use campsites, Mm -hmm. and I don't think they ever will. And those are the people that probably need to be facilitated a lot more than they are. You know, as I said, if you give them a, a place to park, they'll tend to stay a few days and spend money eating the towns and shopping the towns. You know, it's a, uh, it's also freeing up the spaces from for the locals as well to yeah. park up as well. So look, it's it's win win all around. But it's more than just providing the space, as she said. We need facilities, and if not even water or electricity waste disposal facilities because then that way it will make us and the, the even a smaller cohort of campers that tend to leave rubbish behind them but if the facilities are there we will camp greener and leave no trace preferably water and electricity or even water and waste disposal water but i just wish county councils would listen but as we said at the offset we're getting more and more stories where at least they're talking about it it may not happen this year and i don't think it will but at least they are talking about it. Yeah, and more and more um, attention. Hopefully something will happen anyway uh, soon. 
So we'll move now to the listener message and shout out section. Um, and Richard left us a nice message on our coffee page. He said, hi, lads, I've been camper vanning for a few years now and listen to all the podcasts. And my kids love seeing Charlie on Charlie Me in the camping blog. Keep up the good work, lads. So that was a, a nice message. So thanks to, to Richard for, for leaving a message on that and everybody else who do as well. I said I, I jump to a, a follow-up story then um, for Alison's. You might remember last week you spoke of Alison's green battery cutoff. Yes. So I had tweeted out as well. And um, we got a follow-up story from Dara on Twitter. And I'll have a readout of Dara's message. He, he um, makes it clear that these things are to be avoided. He <laughs> said, I have one of my German-bought 2004 Schausen. Horrible yoke, as in my case, it comes loose when driving along. And if I stop or turn the engine off, I have to get out and tighten the screw. I'm in the process of removing it. He said, 100% not worth the hassle. He got uh, One time he got stuck on the passage ferry. Um, as the motorhome wouldn't start when the connection came loose, not a gadget I'd recommend. And that's a 2004, because remember I was saying to you, I wonder what age is Alison's vehicle, because 2004 is pretty new to have something like that on it. But it's an easy fix, cut it off and uh, put on an ordinary battery terminal. I'd imagine somebody put put them on. I wouldn't say they came with the, with the vans no, ever. No, I like, think you know? they come with them. Chris, I, I honestly think, especially if it's on the engine battery, and I said to you that it was mainly a German thing. No, I think they, they come as, do you know what we're going to do? Here's an extra. We'll give you a quick release or quick turn off battery terminal. Why? <laughs> very, very strange. Anyway, um, take them off, guys, if you have them on. They're no good, especially that particular brand. Yeah, and especially that could happen to you, especially if you don't know and you're trying to start. Why isn't the van starting? And it's only something as simple as get out, pull the bonnet and tighten that flipping that was at the vibrating loose. Yeah, and can you imagine driving along, you pull in maybe for a break and you go to start the motorhome and it's just completely dead. Oh, it's just it's just very stressful. I remember now I'm going back 20 years ago, I think when I had one of my first motorhomes and it was a Knaus. And I was driving up from Dublin, now, even before the motorway, when we used to have to come home through Carlo to get to Tipperary. And I stopped in Carlo at McDonald's. And then when I got out, the van wouldn't start. Now, I was on my own. It was late. It was seven or eight in the evening. And the van just wouldn't do anything, wouldn't turn over, wouldn't start, would not do anything. Thankfully, I'm in the AA and I rang the AA. It did take them an hour or so, but it was a big truck came. So he was thinking, I'm going to be towing this guy back to tip, pull the bonnet battery terminal was loose it was only loose it hadn't even fallen off the first thing he did was put his hands on the battery terminals and one of them literally turned so loose he tightened it up and the van started immediately happy days so it can happen even without those terminals yeah. maybe the 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 moral of the story is just check your battery terminals now that the season is well and truly starting well soon starting yeah it's good advice actually okay so aaron we have a charlie and me this week do you want to give us yeah. a, a rundown? No Wednesday videos. The next couple of weeks are short videos because the van build was coming to an end. Um, last week you saw us, I walked you through the gas and we got a lot of correspondence. People saying that they found it very helpful. And one or two people asking me where could they get that adapter or at least what was it called? The one that Pat Horan had sent me. This week, it's a few short videos over the next few Fridays as the build videos are really, really coming to an end. This Friday is a short one. It's about nine minutes, but it's the results of the SQI inspection and stuff that you have to do for revenue. And I talk about the paperwork to get your van classified from what it was to a motorhome. It'll never be classified as a camper van because 
we only have one classification of a recreational vehicle in Ireland. Now, we spoke before that vans tend to be camper vans, and especially if they don't have toilet or shower facilities, and bigger ones or a van with a toilet and shower is officially a motorhome. But in Ireland, there's only one classification. So this Friday, motor caravan, does it, or something mo- like that? Motor caravan, I think, is actually what it is. Yeah, it's not camper van or motorhome. We've only got one classification. So this Friday, it's just I'm talking you through the photographs you need to do and the big smile on my face because we passed the SQI, <laughs> which I mentioned in last week's video. Yeah. Um, and that's this Friday, nine o'clock, youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog. Super. Looking forward to that now. And you get a few people joining on live uh, on Fridays as well, don't you? Yeah, we get four or five people, one or two regulars. You drop in every now and again, not every week, mind you, but every now and again. And it's great because what happens, listeners, is that for the duration of the video, be it nine minutes or 18 minutes, there's a little chat room open. Now, you can just watch the video or you can come in and say hi. And we're starting to get a few questions on there. And then you can always leave a comment after the video if you're watching it two or three days later or two or three months later. But it's great. We're getting a couple of regulars coming in on a Friday morning, just watching the video, saying hi, having a chat about will this ever end? And of course it will end. <laughs> you know what we're talking about. Um, CampsiteReview.com has picked up brilliantly in the last couple of months as well. And especially in the last couple of weeks, we mentioned a few weeks ago that we were talking about CB radios. That debate is still ongoing. But now people are excited about where they're going to go because they can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And people are also saying, well, look, uh, for example, some say I booked Tree Grove for July, but Dan was on to say that possibly isn't going to happen. But I'll give you first preference to any other weekend, no matter how busy we get. And Doolin are doing the same and other campsites have been mentioned. So if you go on to campsitereview.com, click the forum and you can join in on the conversations or just read them. But a lot of new members and activity going on there as well. Great. Yeah, I yeah, know if you get a chance. Um, jump in and um, join in the conversation. Uh, it would be great. We got a, an advice request from Ben from Cork. Aaron. I'll have a read of Ben's message. It's short and sweet. He said, hi, Chris and Aaron. Ben here from Cork. I bought the VW GC, which I'm excited to pick up on Friday. Being six foot four, I love that I can stand up in this monster. So the question is, should I join the Irish Motorhome Associations to get insurance discounts, etc.? Thanks for all your entertainment and value on the podcast, Ben. That, you see, the clubs, it, it, so many different clubs that you can join in the, in the Republic and in, in Northern Ireland, in Ireland as an island. Some offer you discounts on insurance, on campsites, on ferry trips. And it's usually, what, 50 to 70 or 80 quid to join. Um, I'm with the Motor Caravan Club 20 odd years and I've got to be honest, I think now it's 75 quid a year. Uh, I have the two motorhomes insured with them. They don't offer many discounts, but what what being in a club does offer you is help. I've had problems over the years, pick up the phone and I've got help. So I don't know. Are you in any of the clubs? Um, I was in that uh, one of the clubs actually, the IMCCC, that one. Yes. For a good few years. But we found just as the kids were getting older, you know, we started going camping with kind of other families ourselves yes. just because yeah. they had friends and family. So we weren't using it. But uh, I, I tend to I, sorry, I intend to, to join a few more clubs once the kids are kind of moved on from uh, motorhoming as well. And uh, and that, you know, what I said to actually Ben, um, I said, look, there's three kind of main places where people pick up their insurance in Ireland. There's Dolman, Stewart's and through the club that you mentioned. So what I said yes. is, look, why don't you give all three of them a call? See what 
options they give you as well as just the standard insurance. Yes. You know, what who, what kind of cover? Breakdown or whatever. And then, of course, it depends on whether you want second drivers, name drivers, the age of the driver. So it is worth calling them all, isn't it? Yeah, and that's what I said. Look, just find out which one gives you the cover that you want and which one gives you the best price and pick them. Now, I've never, no, I, I had one claim about 15 years ago. My van was broken into and it was sorted. But as I say, I tend to, the same with the ESB at home and the gas, I tend to, why fix it if it's not broke? But as it's his first time looking for insurance, it's definitely worth picking up the phone. Some people say oh, 80 quid to join the club and you add that to the 320, that makes it 400. Oh, it's not worth it. But you've got the benefit of the club and the club members back up. That's what I say about club membership. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And some do offer great discounts on other things. Even the likes of, you can get discount in Charles Camping through one or two of the clubs, you know, yeah, in shops and online shops and stuff. So, Ben, regards to insurance, as Chris said, look around. It depends on what you need. Regards joining a club in general, I think, personally, it can be a good thing if only to pick up the phone to seek help if you have a problem. Yeah, and to meet up in the clubs as well. Obviously, yeah. the restrictions are done are great as well. But look, I suppose the price wise, I think between all those three that I mentioned, I don't think there's going to be much difference. No. Where the difference will be in probably in what cover they give you, and that's probably where you'll make a, a saving or and make. There won't be much of a difference with the VW. Now there was Chris when I went to insure the ambulance because she's a four liter engine. Most of our vans are you know two point five diesels or two point eight turbo diesels. And I had the insurance sorted until the lady on the phone said, oh, Aaron, you're driving a four liter engine. And I said, yeah, yeah. She says, like, that's 60 quid dearer. So I said, look, I need insurance. And if that's what it's going to be, that's what it's going to be. So, yeah, depending on what cover you want, you get what you pay for. That's it. So, look, thanks, Ben, for your message. And look, we wish you all the very best in your VWGC. And um, we sure we might bump into you on a, on a campsite. It's so exciting, Aaron. Can you imagine just buying your van for the first time and, and being ready to go camping? You know, it's brilliant. I remember the very first time when I bought my van on the Wednesday, got the insurance sorted by the Friday, and this said mentioned club were having a meet in Wexford Racecourse. And I went down, and Chris, there was about 300 vans there. And I said to myself, this is a game I want to be in. And I have never looked back, but I remember my very first trip. Again, I got to Wexford. All my plates and cups were smashed. Hence, I discovered tin and plastic. Classic, yeah. You can see how easy that would happen. Listen to some of our earlier podcasts now. You'll get some tips for avoiding that. Thanks, Ben. Right, let's take a look at products now. What I'm liking about this product is you've tried it, you've tested it, and you're liking it. Yeah, with the recent spell of good weather we've had over the Easter holidays, um, we were kind of sitting a bit out, out uh, in the back garden over the last few days uh, with our coats on. It hasn't been that warm. But, um, you know, like we've spoken before, I said, we, I generally don't cook on a barbecue on the campsites. We generally use the briefcase, you know, those uh, cheap and cheerful briefcase uh, things just because they're instant. And they're, they're they're fast. They just put them away. You cook. You're done. You're you're gone. But um, I was getting some bits and pieces um in one of the hardware stores just to do a repair job on the house, and I spotted these um, uh, the Sahara mini barbecue, or you'll see them as the Keller mini barbecue. So think of this as the size of say um in terms of space it takes up like a, a traditional kind of square basin you might have in your sink. Mm-hmm. You know those plastic basins, maybe double the height of that. So it comes with a carry handle. That's what it, it's about that size, but it's got a cast iron plate on it. It divides up into two. So you put your gas bottle in the bottom half, 
the wooden cover that goes on top of the, the, the cooking plate sits on top of the second part and becomes a chopping board. And the, 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 the top part where you do the cooking clips onto that as well. So you've got your chopping board and your cooking area. You know, it's big enough, I would say, probably for three to four decent sized steaks, mm-hmm. you know, easily. Um, a good size fry in the morning. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, very, very good. What I like about it is so neat. It all packs away into itself. Um, it comes with the um, Calor 400 gram. With, it doesn't come with it, but it comes with space so you can store it inside it. The Calor 400 gram patio propane gas cartridges. So slightly bigger than the, you know, the four for a tenner type gas yes. uh, cartridge that you get in the briefcase ones. Bigger than that, but uh, obviously a lot heavier and carries more gas. Cost-wise, I've seen them advertised from about 140 up as far as 180 on different sites. So what I would say is shop around. There seems to be two versions of Milter, but they're exactly the same. So you'll see it, the Calor Mini Barbecue or the Sahara Mini Barbecue. Um, I know Woody's have them, Woody's and Waterford have them in stock. Um, some of the local home value hardware stores um, uh, stock them as well. What I hate about the coal barbecues is cleaning up and having to dispose of the coal. Having to wait for them to heat up. Yeah, as well. Is, yeah, yeah, it's the instant uh, heating that, that I love about them as well. So this look, if, if storage space is an issue for you and you still want your barbecue and you're into your gas barbecues, um, I think this is a great advice. We've used it a few times now and, um, we, you know, at home, the cast iron plate actually goes into the dishwasher. Yes, so yeah. take it out, chuck it in the dishwasher, job done. They're very easy to clean anyway, like, you know. It but, looks uh, no bigger than a cool box. Yeah, it looks sm- it. smaller than a cool box when it's put together with the handle on it. And I noticed on their website, which you, you'll give us the details in a second, that you can actually get a hose and use a, a bottle of gas if you wanted to. Yeah, if, if, if you're going to be doing a lot of cooking outside yeah. over a long time. Um, you can get a bigger bottle of gas. As I said, the one I have is the 400 gram ones, but there's a couple of different sizes. It's the standard, it's a standard Calor fitting for the yes. patio propane gases. So if you've got a Calor patio propane gas canister of the different sizes, um, it, it, this should fit onto it. Uh, you know, it, um, the connector comes up, you know. And give us the website where people can look up the brand and look up pictures. Yeah, if you want to see pictures of it, go to saharabbqs.com. And just search for portable barbecue there. Yeah, so that's Sahara, S A H A R A, B B Q S, barbecues.com, and it's a portable barbecue. Right, we are coming to an end. We take a look at some Camp Life. Now, Camp Life can cover products or stories or anything that you guys ask us to look into. I like this product that you've looked into, but I didn't realize it was as big as it is. I shared this out today on Twitter. So if anybody wants to see it, um, so the headline I shared out on Twitter was, could these power pods replace solar on Irish campers and caravans? Um, so the headline uh, on the story that I shared out was a small company, the EOS, is working on plans for a power pod, what it calls a safe, the safest, most powerful wind turbine in the world. So think of this as in, um, what would you say, like um, maybe the size of a, a bin, those American... Um, yeah trash bins that you'd see about half the height of that but the same thickness it doesn't spin the wind goes up into the device and it spins the turbine, turbine inside. inside so that's why it's safe but i just said um you know especially in ireland given that we have generally more wind and sunshine um would you stick one of those on top of your van iron parked up and i well i thought that it was something that you could you know you see on especially animal welfare vans or any vans that are carrying animals they have little spinny air vents on the top 
on the roof. I thought it was something like that. And I went, gosh, I've actually got space for two of them. But then when I went down to the website on Euronews.com to have a look at it, like you say, they're the size of half a small barrel or maybe a keg of beer. They might be the size of a keg. So, yeah. no, I don't think I'll be putting one of them on the <laughs> But you know what? It's only a concept at the moment. It's not actually, it's an actual mm. product that you can get. I would say once it comes to market, this will come in different sizes. Well, I'd say see, very much so. Like, I can't see any reason why it can't be scaled up or scaled down. Well, when solar came out first, there were ginormous big panels. And now, look, you're getting flexible ones that you can stick on the bonnet of your car or briefcase size. So, as you say, as it's developed... Why can't? And then the wind turbines that you see around, you can now get one for your house, for your back garden. So maybe as it's been developed, developed, it will be something that they can shrink to, to a portable size. It could be the future. Or it could be. You Watch the space. First. You heard it first. <laughs> <laughs> right. Listen, that wraps up episode 104 of the podcast. Thank you very much indeed for getting in touch. But please do. We love getting your messages, even if it's to say you're liking what you're hearing or you're not liking what you're hearing. We'd love your campsite suggestions or product reviews or anything you'd like us to discuss on the podcast. And of course, if you want stickers for your motorhome, your caravan, your campervan or your car, we need your name, address and your postcode. But in order for you to do that, you've all heard of Postman Pat. Well, we've got a postman, Chris. We need you to get the details to him at this address. Yeah, all our contact details are available on our webpage, thecampingcrew.ie. You can email us. We're campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at the camping crew. On Instagram, we're at the camping crew podcast. On Facebook, you'll find us in all the good motorhome and camping groups. Forum wise, you'll see us on motorhomecrack.com and boards.ie. And also, Aaron on campsitereview.com we have a forum there it's absolutely free and always will be you can log on join for free you can just read or you can comment you can give us your suggestions on campsite reviews product reviews general chat if you have any technical questions we do have a techie that can answer your technical motorhome campervan or caravan questions and of course we've got the youtube channel as we mentioned earlier on a new video every friday we can't wait to get out reviewing campsites again it's youtube.com forward slash charlie and me our camping vlog so that's it we hope you're enjoying the podcast if you did please subscribe and tell your camping friends all about us that is it from me aaron virtual stay safe till we see you again very very soon that's goodbye from me bye-bye well that's it for another podcast from the camping crew thanks for listening and do join us again very soon safe camping mm-hmm.